0: Recording. Oops. I don't need Excel. Is it now loading Excel? <laughs> I, I, I turned it off. All right. I hate that when I hit click something and I'm like, shit, now it's going to load for the next 45 seconds.
1: <laughs> totally. All right. Um, that was uh, hauntingly beautiful. <laughs> Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. We'd like to take you to the past by going to the future. That's where Steven Spielberg takes us in his latest film via Ernest Cline's virtual reality young adult novel, Ready Player One. This is Whiskey and Popcorn, and I'm Kaylee Monahan. And I'm Tuesday Marl. Grab your popcorn and
0: drink of choice. Strap yourself in. This film, it's a wild ride.
1: So welcome to you. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you got your favorite cocktail in hand. And, um, oh, Tuesday, what's your favorite drink, by the way? Despite our brand new name, I'd have
0: to say... A nice vodka tonic with a splash of lime, or even
1: a natural lime in there, is always good. Oh my gosh, you hang out at way too many gay bars. I think. Very bougie. <laughs> you are so bougie. Well, you know, I feel like with Ready Player One, we need either an eighties-themed cocktail or some sort of like futuristic drink. I don't know. the The eighties weren't weren't the
0: most stylish time for cocktail culture. Uh, so the, things got a little strange
1: back then, so maybe go futuristic? Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to stick with my favorite. It Just give me a good old-fashioned, and I'll be set. But I have to admit, there's actually no real drinking in our film today.
0: Not really. Uh, but then again, it isn't like Blade Runner or anything. It, it's it's more family friendly. We'll go with that. Yeah,
1: you know, based off of a young adult novel, like we said. So, um, but if you've missed the previews for Ready Player One, it's uh CGI fest. It's about seventy percent set in a virtual reality world, and then thirty percent in the real world. I would say it's in the near future, so twenty forty five, which. It frightens me to think about it, but that's not very far away. That's exactly what I thought, too. I was like, oh, my gosh, how old am I going to be when that rolls around? And is our world really going to look like this? But it's it's a dystopian world, and we're in Columbus, Ohio, of all places. In the movie, the world is actually in pretty bad shape. People are living out of these—they call them the stacks. It looks like shipping containers just put up on, like, scaffolding high-risers. It's a bit Mad Max-esque, but it's not nearly as violent. It's not in the desert or anything like that. And we actually get a little bit of background on what happened uh, to the world. Uh, So there's, like, global warming, widespread poverty, starvation. And apparently there's this something that they called the corn syrup riots, uh, which I guess was pretty devastating. But that's all we get. It's just a depressing world. Right. And
0: basically, in this kind of world, we're— Everyone's looking to escape, and they're doing so with a virtual world called Oasis.
1: Come with me.
0: This is the Oasis.
1: It it's a
0: place where the limits of reality
1: are your own imagination. You your
0: imagination. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay
1: because of all the things they can be. I'm here talking to all of you now because our future's being threatened. Go, go, go! We'll I just came here to escape.
0: But I found something much bigger than myself. I found my friends. We'll see.
1: I found love. And now? People have lost their lives. No 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 no.
0: This is war. We're controlling the future. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. It was built by one man. His name was Halliday. And he is actually played by Mark Rylance. I love him. Yeah, he was brilliant in the film. He had a buddy and business partner played by Simon Pegg. Also love him. And they have a falling out of sorts. You don't necessarily know right away what's going on. And then Holiday kind of went ahead and built Oasis, and, and it stemmed out from itself. and You know, the motto, Anything Goes, is pretty much the mantra for the Oasis. So you can be anything, do anything, and the worlds are just built upon worlds. And you design your own avatar, you know, you, you can be everything and anything.
1: Going into this this world, you you know, if you're a man, you could be a woman. If you're a woman, you could be a man. You could be an animal. You could be a robot. Uh, if if you play a lot of gaming, like you'll see characters that you might actually recognize, which is kind of fun. Uh, this this film, they talk about Easter eggs, and it's full of Easter eggs. Uh, we'll try to keep the spoilers to a minimum on the Easter egg end of things, but uh, we're we're actually brought through the story with Wade Watts, and he's actually played by. Ty Sheridan which you guys might recognize him from uh some of the X-Men movies he was in that in this film he's an orphan uh he lives with his aunt and in the oasis his avatar goes by the name of uh Percival. and he's got a a uh, I don't know if psychics really the right term for her uh maybe like badass love crush <laughs> yeah i like love crush let's yeah let's
0: go with powerful
1: <laughs> female love crush This is uh, Olivia Cook, who is just a darling person in real life, and she is a kick-ass actress by every stretch of the imagination. And she plays a character called Artemis, but in the real world, she goes by Samantha. Just right off the bat, watching this movie, I I felt like my eyeballs were getting a sugar high. There is so much... So much to look at and see and there was such a disparity between the Oasis and the real world. So the real world, you know, it's very colorless, drab, depressing. But when you're in the Oasis, it's like Disneyland, Las Vegas, uh, Macau, you know, every casino movie you've ever seen, plus every CGI movie you've ever seen. It's it's just so it's so saturated is the best way to describe it in every way possible. And the story itself is really interesting because it's grappling with the idea of connection and being connected with each other. So when you're in the Oasis, you're not supposed to tell people who you really are. It seems That seems to be kind of like an unwritten rule. But the problem is, even though you might have friends in this virtual world um, and make connections, you're not getting that in real life. People don't actually really hang out, talk to each other in the real world. They're literally plugged in. So, you know, that ends up being the real crux of the story here, more so than the actual, you know, they're trying to crack this game within the Oasis. Right, the visuals
0: are outstanding. It's, you would be doing yourself a disservice waiting for this to come out uh, on demand or rentable by any means. It is an absolute must-see on the big screen, IMAX, 3D if you can do it. it—that That is what the cinematography was built for, and that's how you should watch it. Uh, speaking of what you were saying, I really liked the polarity of it. Mm-hmm. There was the dark and gringy in the real world, and then there was this bright beautiful elegant side of the oasis and it kind of played like that throughout the movie you had the future but we also played on the past and you had the haves and you had the have-nots and and I I really liked how they played off of that kind of dichotomy throughout the film and it was very prevalent you couldn't miss it
1: yeah yeah Well, you know what I found really interesting about this film is that we're in the year 2045, and yet the 80s nostalgia is hitting you so hard on the head. Like, we got 80s music and 80s T-shirts and all the 80s video games, uh, which the video games part I can accept because, I mean, video games, this is a video game movie, virtual reality movie. But I kept sitting there thinking, well, how old was... Holiday, you know, when he was a kid, like it wasn't the eighties; <laughs> he would have been dead. I would as well. I take that back. Uh, I'm a product of the eighties. I don't expect myself to be dead in, <laughs> in twenty in twenty forty five. But you know, it's it just seemed like a stretch in my mind to have eighties nostalgia so strong. I would have thought, well, maybe it would have been like two thousands nostalgia or something. I don't know. That part was just a little bit weird for me. Well, I
0: think that's why they said it so in such early future, if that makes sense, because we have flashbacks of Holiday, and he's sitting there playing an Atari. Yeah. I mean, he very much could have passed away because he had only been gone for under five years in the time that they were trying to win these games within the Oasis, so he very well could have died an older man and very much grew up during... You know, he keeps he keeps wearing like the Centipede t-shirts and, and these games from From Atari, I think he very much grew up in that. And because the Oasis is such a big part of the real world, that nostalgia stuck because Holiday made it as such.
1: Yeah. Now, I I have not read the book yet, so I don't know how much the 80s nostalgia plays out of the book. But I have noticed just a broader trend in Hollywood right now where 80s is just a thing. Um, Like, I'm thinking of Guardians of the Galaxy, um... Specifically, is coming to my mind right now. But '80s nostalgia is having a its heyday right now in Hollywood. Although I would say, like in popular culture, like high school students, they're all in the '90s right Mm -hmm. now, so Hollywood's got to catch up here. (laughs)
0: But how ironic on the same stance, because it's it was almost a love letter to himself, Steven Spielberg as a director, because (laughs) he literally could have done nothing but Spielberg references. And it would have been a love letter to nostalgia and a love letter literally to himself. So I found that very interesting. It, it, he didn't go far to find the content that <laughs> that he was already very versed in.
1: For sure. Well, I mean, we, we had the Iron Giant in there. We had the T-Rex from Jurassic Park. There's also the Back to the Future DeLorean. Um, and uh, King Kong was in there, too. <laughs> there was just like a lot of uh, familiar references and... Hardcore on the video game references, like I am not a gamer. I still like Nintendo sixty four. That's kind of like where I stopped, and I never got to own one as a kid. So yeah, I had to go to my friend's house <laughs> to play Super Mario. I, I definitely
0: grew up on Nintendo with uh, with Duck Hunt and yes. Super Mario three and and all of the good stuff. And uh, I I loved it. The references they they didn't feel fake either. Like no. The nostalgia was built in just enough that it really appealed to the audiences that it did. And for the now younger fans, it wasn't it, it it can easily be over an oversight for them. Yeah. And they get to have this new generation of a story. I read the best thing online the other day that with this movie Spielberg he didn't show that in his age he still has it, he just leveled up. <laughs> <laughs> and i thought that that was just so appropriate because a lot of the things online were like wow it's 71 or what you know whatever he is now wow he still has it and it was like no he's always had it and this is such a such a great spielberg movie it had everything the the young hero and this also independent and strong woman cuz he's never really had needy kind of women in his story they're always very strong and a very good counterpart and You know, still a girl to fall for, but, uh, you know, and then you have that mixture of corporate greed and the haves and the have-nots. And, I mean, it was just so Spielberg, and I'm not even saying that in the negative sense.
1: I know. Spielberg is the director. I can always come back to his films and just fall in love all over again. Like, my all-time most favorite movie is Jurassic Park, and it's got everything in there. Like you just said, those are the things he does... Really well with uh, strong characters, strong male leads, strong female leads, fully thought out characters. The corporate greed, uh, the the sci-fi, he just plays that really strong, and you you see that in Ready Player One. You know, and I was kind of getting a little bit of um, kind of some Goonies nostalgia from this movie. Totally, like you know, because it it this is more geared towards a younger audience, kids will be seeing this movie and I just love what Spielberg does kids movies. They're always just so much fun. But yet I could watch E. T. now and
0: still have the same joy as I did as a kid. And I think he he's been very good at multi generational film where I could remember, you know, if I was watching something that was Spielberg, my parents would actually sit down and join. Where a lot of the other films where we're going to Disney, my parents were like, Oh yeah, okay, you're watching that again. But if if I was sitting down and and watching, you know, one of his films, my parents would take note and sit down with me. And I think that's where that multi-generational comes from. In the more thumbs than I currently possess thumbs up that I could give this film, uh, it is also a Spielberg movie. So plan on sitting for multiple hours. It's not a quick flick which is pretty standard Spielberg, but I did, I did feel it was a bit long, but I also felt like you needed that length to tell the story.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, for me, it went by pretty quick. I, yeah. It didn't feel long to me. Um, I was quite engrossed in the whole experience, and, and I will say, since we did see this on IMAX, we saw it in 3D, it is worth it to see it in 3D and on the IMAX. This is one of the few films where I'm gonna be like, yes, go to the theater, Pay the extra dollars to see it in IMAX and see it in 3D because it is it is totally supposed to be immersive. Yeah, and I felt like I was in the game.
0: And it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't think our generation is far off from it. I, I can see a time, especially with some gamings that we already have, The Sims and, and other universes that already exist out in the world, you know, 2045 isn't that far. And I can see with you know a lot of the google glasses and 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 virtual reality that we're getting done i i don't think that i think this is more
1: predictive than it is futuristic uh yeah it it does feel very much right around the corner which kind of creeps me out in some ways but maybe in a good way <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of Whiskey and Popcorn. Come find us online on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Whiskey and Popcorn. We are in transition at the moment, so if you don't see us that way, still search Popcorn Fan Film Reviews. We are just getting everything in order for our website stuff. But totally let us know what you think of Ready Player One. We'd love to hear from you. See you at the movies.